Welcome to Word of God Broadcast with Pastor Opie Swells from Multitudes Church in Laurenburg, North Carolina. Our prayer is that your heart would be like moistened soil, ready to receive the seed from God's Holy Word. Now, today's message. Let praise be a weapon that silences the enemy. Let praise be a weapon that conquers all anxiety. Let it rise. Let praise arise. We sing your name in the dark and it changes everything. We sing with all we are and we claim your victory. Let it rise, let praise arise. We'll see you break down every wall. We'll watch the giants fall. Fear cannot survive when we praise you. The God of breakthroughs on our side. Forever lift him high. With all creation. Giants fall. 
religion and relationship or religion and righteousness have been completely uh, misunderstood and people assume that religion is righteousness and being righteous and it's not it's being religious and it's sad because a lot of people will burn forever in a devil's hell as they say because not because they didn't have knowledge in their head but they kept it secluded to their head it never got to their heart and it never got out of their I mean it come out of their mouth in a way of bragging and wanting you to know what they knew but it, it, it wasn't real righteousness it, it wasn't a relationship at all it was just religion and it's important for you and I to understand this because one of the tricks that Satan has used since the beginning of time is to make you think and to make me think. Make everybody think that if you are a religious person, I'm going to explain it, but if you are a religious, a religious person, you are right or you are living in righteousness. And that couldn't be the farthest thing for the truth. In fact, let me just tell you this real quick. That Jesus said many will come and say, didn't we cast out devils in your name? Didn't we heal people? I mean, big stuff. He said, and I will say, depart. This is scary right here. Listen, depart from me. I never knew you. I never knew you. And that's people who walked and spent a lifetime on earth being religious. Went to church held positions, knew scripture, had degrees, had titles, had robes, uh, and had all kinds of attention that, were, that was given to them associated with being righteous, but they were not righteous. And I, I just want the sheep at, at this particular, in this particular pasture to know that you don't want to be a religious person. Religion won't get you anywhere but into hell. And I just told you scripture that backed that up. It won't get you anywhere. But if you are a person that's in relationship with the Lord, if you are a person that you are living in righteousness, you are going to manifest that, and it's going to come out in things you do, your habits, uh, how you carry yourself, and other people will know that you are not just uh, going through the motions. And I want to say this, and then, then I'm going to read. I really am. But folks, one of the things that drives me crazy, and the scriptures talk about this, I have a hard time starting in pulpits, but then it goes to other things. Uh, and, and I've talked about it before, but I cannot stand... For people that pride is their motivation or things that bring attention to them. Pastors do it all the time. You hear it on Christian TV. You, you cannot watch hardly many, many worship videos where it shows people where people are not obviously 
obviously trying to draw attention to them, either in the clothes they are wearing or are not wearing, haircuts, tat to death and all that. Are you preaching against that? No, I'm not saying people that are like, not, not where you are now. I'm talking about, because somebody brought somebody to my attention one time, well, well, they didn't, they had all that when they were, uh, before they got saved. Oh, no, they didn't. I said, I, I, I can pull up videos and show you when they first started out ministry. They didn't have all that. And then if you talk to people, they said, well, we're just trying to relate to this generation. You listen to me. This is not the message. But you will never relate to people. Never relate to people nowhere like you will when you live a godly life in spite of what the world's doing and saying. The Lord said that if he's talking about the cross, but this has a spiritual implication to us. If I be lifted up, and see the problem is people try to draw attention to themselves. They say, well, it's about the song, the words we're singing or it's about the words I'm preaching, but it's not because you wear $6,000 tennis shoes because you want people to see you in $6,000 tennis shoes. That's religion, folks. That's religion. All right. I don't want you to confuse religion because it's everywhere you turn. It's everywhere you turn. It's everywhere you click or log or scroll or you find. Religion is everywhere. There is no shortage of religion. But there is a great, great, great demand for living a righteous life. Now, I want to go to uh, Isaiah chapter 54. And I'm actually going to begin with verse 14. And we're going to go down to verse 17, which everybody in here probably is familiar with, at least verse 17. But I want you to note the first two words that we read in verse 14, and then I want you to pay close attention to the last couple of words we read in verse 17. First two words are in righteousness. No, religion starts with an R, but righteousness does too. But the Bible says, In righteousness shalt thou be established. James said, A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. People are not established in the Lord because they're religion. And they're religious. But the Bible says, In righteousness. That means you have to be Inside of it. In, I'm in this sweater. I'm in it. I'm inside of this building. In righteousness shalt thou be established. Thou shalt be far from oppression. For thou shalt not fear and from terror. For it shall not come near thee. Behold, they shall surely gather together, but not by me. Whosoever shall gather together against thee shall fall for thy sake. Behold, I have created the smith that bloweth the coals in the fire and that bringeth forth an instrument for his work. And I have created the waster to destroy. Now verse 17. No weapon 
that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage. This is the heritage. This right here is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And here's the word again. Their righteousness is of me, says the Lord. God bless your word today in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. The word weapon, when you hear of the word weapon, I've made it clear and I hope you've understood the difference between being religious and being righteous. Because that's the basis of what I'm about to say for the remainder of this morning. So you got to know this. Religion is not what you want to be accused of. You can know about religion. You can know about the Christian faith. You can know about Jehovah Witness faith. You can know about how the Methodists worship, how the Pentecostal, how we worship, how... uh, You can know about the Catholic faith. You can know about all kinds of religion because there's all kinds out there, but you don't want to be a religious person. You want to be in righteousness. So the Bible says in verse 17 that no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. And I preached this before, this scripture anyway. But the word weapon actually means an article or a vessel, an implement like that goes behind a, tra- a tractor or some type of utensil. And the promise right here, folks, is that no vessel, no utensil, no type of uh, article that the devil could form would prosper. And that word prosper just simply means to advance or to make progress, or to actually succeed, and to be profitable. And you want to grab that promise today through the eyes of righteousness because it's a good thing to have right now in the day and hour we're living in, that no weapon that would ever be formed against you would ever be successful in your life. It won't be profitable. When the enemy forms it, It's already shut down if you just hold on tight right here. It won't work. In other words, no weapon. We talked about situations already today. And situations is a type of weapon. If you are not careful and you don't know how to handle every situation in your life, it can be a weapon that was actually formed by the enemy so that it can prosper or succeed in your life. And you got to know that. But I want to tell you how weapons usually come from Satan. All right? And I thank you, Holy Ghost, for this revelation this week. It comes in the very next part of this passage. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. First part is every tongue that shall rise against thee. Let's talk about the tongue for one second. James again, chapter 4, verse 8 says, But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly 
poison. <clears throat> now, I don't have to tell you at all. I don't have to tell nobody that you will deal with the tongues of people in your life till the day you die. If you say, I don't never hurt nobody, I mind my own business, I don't never do anything, I don't care. Somebody somewhere, maybe that you've never even met before, over time, possibly, can use their tongue to talk about you, to just say mean things, and, and don't don't even know you. Everybody in here, you, you can go through the index of your mind, and you can think of how somebody's tongue has bothered you, or made you mad, or really upset you, and all that. And so, I'm not ignoring all that today, but that's not what I'm talking about. You can relate to that, but I want you to relate to something else. Because the Bible says that our tongue is, is like uh, a restless evil. It's full of deadly poison. Now listen. About every weapon in your life that, that you face, almost, I didn't say, don't misquote me, I didn't say all, but I said just about every weapon that the devil forms against you is in the form of his tongue. I'll show it to you. And the Bible actually says that in Revelation, the 12th chapter, the 10th verse, I heard a voice saying, loud voice saying in heaven, now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of God, our God, and the power of his Christ for the accuser of our brethren. This is Satan. Talking about Satan. Is cast down which accused them before our God. Say those two words with me. Day and night. Day and night. You are constantly being accused before God. By the devil himself. Now, so if the devil can, well, let me say it like this. If my tongue and your tongue can be accused of being full of deadly poison, then how much more lethal, I want to ask you that, how much more lethal can the tongue of the devil be? Now, you know what you can say, and you know what people can say about you or about other people and all that. But if, if, if that's considered something that can start a forest fire or something that can be full of deadly poison, if, if our tongue can be con considered that, that bad and that deadly, how much more can that tongue of the devil, the accuser of our... He don't take a break from accusing you. Did you know that? The devil never takes a break from trying to tell God how sorry you are. You wasn't worth his son dying, and you've messed up so many times. Look at what you did today. He never stops. He never stops accusing the brethren. But one day he's going to be cast down, and God's going to say, shut up forever. So the accuser is always accusing. Let me point it out to you quickly, because I, I, I want to get to the end here. Um, 
Do y'all remember in the Garden of Eden how it all started out after creation and God made Adam and then he made Eve? And you know what happened next? You can touch everything, but leave that tree right there alone. Leave it alone. That's not yours. Leave it alone. You can have everything else. I don't have the time and neither do I have the words to try to describe to everybody here uh, what the Garden of Eden, because I don't even know myself how perfect it was. See, when you get to heaven, it's, that's why there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. What, what this earth started out like, perfect, not having to work, somebody's about to shout, not having to shave, somebody's about to shout or bathe or anything, or even prepare food, be sick, nothing. It was a perfect, and check this out, the best part of all, you were living in the presence of God all the time. All the time. And then, Satan came. Do you know that you've never read in your Bible where Satan went and picked the apple off of the tree and, and brought it to Eve? He didn't do that. He came in the form of a serpent. He didn't do that. All he did was use his what? He used his tongue to tell her about it. He used his tongue to, to paint a picture of how independent and how better, and uh, here's where the word pride comes back in, about how much smarter she would be. And they, uh, Oh, he just painted a picture, and he did it all, not with a paintbrush. He did it with his tongue. This is why I tell you, you don't need to get your mind on people's tongue. You need to think about the accuser of you, his tongue. And so when he came and he twisted what God said, and he tried to confuse her. See, if you entertain the devil, he'll confuse you, church. That's why you need to resist him when he comes to your face. Just resist him. He's going to lie to you when he opens his mouth. His tongue can't do anything but lie to you. So resist the devil. Shut him down, and he will flee from you. So when Satan came with just his tongue, that was a weapon. And that weapon worked. And we all are living, breathing witnesses that that weapon worked because we're living in an imperfect world in an imperfect body. Amen. Yes, you are. Job's wife. Job had lost and was suffering, and his wife, with just her tongue, Satan speaking to her because he was trying to prove to God, oh, this man's only serving you because you've blessed him or you've got a hedge about him and all that. And God says, nope, that ain't the reason. He said, go on and do it. You can't kill him, but you can do, you're going to do what you want to do. So what does Satan do next? Do you all know these stories? I, I know you're just listening this morning, and I'm good with that. But what did he do next? After, after he tried this, taking his family and his livestock and taking and, and then, then in his body full of boils, he went to his wife and used her tongue. Why don't you just curse God and die? That was a weapon. Satan didn't say it, but he put it in the heart of her to say it. After all, he would win 
if he could use his tongue to convince another wife to make this man fall. And then you have Jesus himself with Satan himself, 40 days of fasting. Y'all remember this part? He was hungry. So he said, make that stone. What did he do? Did he turn the stone into bread? What did he use, folks? I'm asking you today. He used his tongue. He didn't do a thing. He didn't use his hands. He didn't do a thing but use his tongue. Why don't you make that rock turn into a loaf of old-fashioned? Or why don't you just bow down and worship me and I'll give you everything because it's all been given to me. Or why don't you just jump and be Jesus Christ's superstar because the Bible says, uh, you know, he will, his angels will come, and I'm paraphrasing, and catch you unless you dash your foot against a stone. And so all three temptations that's recorded in the Bible were done with the tongue of Satan. And I just want to serve notice on everybody, starting with me, that Satan still uses his tongue to try to throw a weapon in your life to destroy you. But I've already read that no weapon formed against you can prosper. It won't succeed, and it will not make progress in your life if you know what to do. All right. So David faced Goliath. This is the last example because I, I, I hope you were getting the, the gist of what, what's going on here today. David goes to Goliath and then Goliath is using his tongue. I, I'm going to show you the other side, all right? And, and, and this is why you don't want to use your tongue, all right? The, 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 leave, leave your tongue alone unless you're going to glorify God or you're going to edify somebody. Because this, this is what happens. Here's a great example right here in the Bible. Goliath, he's big, he's bad, everybody knows his name. He's very popular. In fact, he is sought after as a prime warrior number one. And Satan puts it in his ear to come out of his tongue defy the army of the living God. That's what he does. But I want to just go on and tell you the end of Goliath's life. It happened when a boy came and threw a rock that was led and directed by the Holy Ghost and hit him between the eyes and dropped him to his death. You don't want to listen to the devil because he's going to walk you right into a rock somewhere. He's going to walk you right off the side of a cliff. Or he's going to walk you straight into hell where he himself going. So you got to watch out for the tongue of the devil. Because it's a weapon. And he will always use a weapon with his tongue that he knows will tempt you more than anything else. He'll use it if he knows that you've been having trouble at home. Um or you've been having trouble at work, or you've been having just trouble um, maybe with some friends, or whatever the case might be, and he will use something that you're passionate about or you're sensitive about, and he, he will bait somebody in order to bait you. That's a weapon, okay? You 
to watch out. Well, I'm, I'm just going to get it off my chest and tell them off, and it'll be fine. No, it won't. Oh, no, 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 no. Weapon, 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 weapon. And this is where I want to kind of circle the airport. I just started, though. Don't get, don't get excited. All right. I want to tell you this. The, the key to understanding what's going on in this world and the temptation to just kind of just settle down and be religious from this point on, here, here's what you you got to understand. No weapon that is formed against you. Just because the devil forms it, he whispers it in your ear, or he creates a situation that tempts you to either eat an apple or to blow a gasket or whatever it might be. It's only formed. It doesn't mean it has to work or that it can work. If you know what to do, it will never work, and the Bible is your proof of that and your promise of that. So, this is one of the very many reasons why the Bible teaches us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. You don't wrestle against people, and the quicker you understand that, the better your Monday will be. You don't wrestle against people. I don't care how wrong somebody is or how right you think you are. You are still not wrestling with people. And I had to get a wrestle out. I get corrected about that all the time. But when you eat rock and ham, it's wrestling. And I've gone over this many times. It's not wrestling until you get corrected when you're older. It's wrestling. There's an A in there. Amen. Rednecks, amen. Okay. And we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Although the weapon many times comes in the form of flesh and blood. You're not really fighting that. You're fighting somebody back there that's operating the tongue. You've got to know this because this will convince you that religion is the route you need to take from here on out. And that's a lie from hell. So... How, how, how do we deal with it? I just don't want to tell you this. How, how do we deal with it? Well, the Bible says this right here, that every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment. All right? I want you to, to just listen. The word judgment means justice or an ordinance, or this is the real definition I want you to hold on to today. The word judgment means the act of deciding a case. All right? The act of deciding a case. Judgment. So if you read it like this, and every tongue, weapon, every tongue that comes against thee in order to decide a case against you, so that it might decide. Every tongue that comes against you is deciding a case, all right? this And the case is, this is going to be where you lose it. This is going to be your downfall. This is what's going to define you the rest of your life. This is what's going to take you out. This is going to decide the case of who you are, whose child you are, and what you are really not. This right here. And it's all in the form of a tongue, church. So every tongue that rises up against you, all it is is Satan trying to decide the case of who you are for you. It's time to put him in his place. Amen, church? 
You're not fighting against people. You're not fighting against Republicans or Democrats or money. Don't be fooled by that. I'm telling you, they're better actors in Washington, D.C. than they ever thought about being in Hollywood. These people are paid actors at best. When's the last time you've heard of anybody up there making a good decision? You ain't. Every decision that's made in Washington is based on how it's going to benefit them in the immediate future or the long run. Nobody's ever decided or voted on anything because it was better for the people. You want me to tell you when that happens so I can get back on what I'm saying? I'll tell you when somebody, but when somebody in Washington stands up and says... The best thing we can do as a nation is to fall on our knees and repent before a holy, righteous God. That will be the only great thing that's ever done for all the people. Everything else, don't buy it. Don't buy it. Don't tell me what you heard on this news network or what you read on somebody said, and they're going to get it done this time. Track record is everything. Amen? Nobody's got a good track record. And I know where everybody's mind going, you're wrong, you're wrong. Over time, you're going to see, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. And that's why you got to know that every tongue that tries to decide the case against you, say who you are, say what you are. They're just trying to pass judgment for you, on you, and ignore what God says. You're the apple of God's eye. So, every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment to decide the case, that's what that tongue's all about. It's trying to destroy your name. The Bible says good names rather be chosen than great rich. It's trying to destroy your reputation. It's trying to interfere with your relationship, with your wife. And it's all done through the power of a tongue. Satan just whispering in your ear, whispering in your ear, trying to decide it. But I got wonderful news right here in this Bible verse. Every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. You know what the word condemn means, don't you? The word condemn means to condemn as guilty, all right? So it's like you're saying when the devil comes and whispers something in your ear and he says, this is who you are. This is what's going to be left of you. This is how your end is going to wind up. This is when you stand up and you say, oh, no. I'm not the guilty one here. You can keep telling me all that. I'm not eating that apple. I'm not going to lash back out. I'm not going to quit on God. I'm not going to stop praying. I'm not going to stop reading. I'm not going to stop giving and helping and serving. I'm going to do all I can. I'm not the guilty one. You are condemned. You're on your way to hell. And I will not buy what you are telling me right now because God's already said, I'm a peculiar person. Hallelujah. I'm a royal priest. I'm a holy nation. That's what I, I'm not guilty. But because of the blood of Jesus, I am free and I am redeemed in the eyes of God. When you do that, all the weapons, all the little toys, all the tongue toys, Satan packs them up and he goes somewhere else where somebody else don't quite get that yet. Will you stand with me, please, because we're going to finish right here. Because the devil is trying to decide your case for you. 
He's trying to tell you you're not really saved. He's trying to keep you religious. I'm telling you, hey, listen to me. Can I just quote Jesus again? Jesus was the one that said to the religious people, hypocrites. John the Baptist called them a brood of vipers. These are people that were okay with the temple of God being used as a, a, a mall. These were the people that were um, just hell-bent on putting Jesus on the cross. Religious people were. And this is why you want to be in a relationship that's in righteousness. That's, that's what you want to be in. You want to be in a relationship that the last part of this, this scripture that I read to you, it started out in righteousness, but the heritage. Don't let Satan. Derek, I don't know if it's not too much trouble. Can you put verse 17 back up there for us right quick? I, I just want to, the Lord just wanted me to remind us all of that. Because see what the devil is trying to do in 2023. He's trying to jerk around your heritage. See, your heritage is not who raised you or what your last name was or what your great-great-great-grandfather did or your skin color or what you know or what you learned. That's not your heritage. When you became a Christian, I'm repeating this, I know I am, but just hold on. When you became a child of God, you traded every bit of you in so you could get a new heritage, so you could get a new name, Whitestone. Hallelujah, your name's been written on that. And I'm going to tell you this. God wants his people to know that your heritage is one that has already been decided by God through the blood of Jesus on the cross of Calvary. So don't you buy into what the devil's trying to tell you in these last days. He knows his time is short, and he's trying his best to confuse people. But your righteousness is of the Lord, and that is what your heritage is. Don't listen to the lies of the Well, you ain't been doing good. You ain't been reading like you should. You know, you've been letting some words fly. You watch any old thing. Why, you even listen to everything but praise music now you letting any old thing you've got to shut him down you got to straighten up but you got to shut him down and say listen that's not my heritage that is not my heritage my heritage is one of righteousness I've made my mind up my body's going to be a living sacrifice and I'm going to give the rest of my life Satan get behind me I'm not going to listen to you when you try to tell me this is how I should take care of the situation maybe you need to get involved in drugs or a relationship or you need to do this or that. You need to shut Satan down and say, get behind me. I belong to God. He bought me. He paid for me. My righteousness is of him and not of myself. Leave me alone in the name of Jesus. That, that, and that is the weapon that is formed against you more than you will ever know. It's the tongue of Satan, the accuser of the brethren. All that snake's ever done was use his tongue. That's all he can use. He don't have anything else. If you hang around him long enough and entertain him long enough, he'll put them fangs in you. But that's why you resist him and he'll flee from you. Resist him. Just say no. 
I'm a child of God. My righteousness is because of Jesus in my life and not because of anything I do. That's what religion will do. It'll tell you your righteousness is all because of you and how good you are, how smart you are, how long you've been serving God or going to church. But that's a lie. Your righteousness is of the Lord and not of yourself. That's your heritage. It's time Satan knows what your heritage is instead of him trying to decide the case against you and tell you what your heritage is. I want us to pray, church. You'll find more victory on a regular basis if you learn how to dismantle the weapons of the devil. Don't listen to him. And I'm going to tell you that I need help with this as much as anybody in this room or anybody listening. Because do you know what Satan tries to tell me on a daily, sometimes an hourly basis? Tries his best. I don't care how many messages I've preached over 30-something years. I don't care about anything. He doesn't discriminate. He doesn't give you a break. Day and night, he's accusing you before God. So day and night, he's always trying to get in your head and in your ear. So you've got to know this. You've got to know who you belong to. You've got to, you got to know that you're property of the Lord Jesus Christ. But you also have to, don't, 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 don't be religious now. You've got to be righteous. You've got to live right. You've got to love church. You've got to love God. You've got to love his word. You've got to love prayer. You've got to love doing the right thing. All right? So I want us to close our eyes today. And I want any person in this building that you just simply never gotten over the devil telling you that there's no way you can be saved. You're, you're, not, you're not a believer. First of all, this service right here, this message is for you. If you're online, listen, this is for you. I told you, people are listening all over the world, usually on Tuesday mornings, at least somewhere all over the world. And Satan don't have to do anything if his tongue is constantly getting the job done, and it is. God made us in his own image in a fearful and wonderful way. He, he continued that love on Calvary when he sent his son Jesus to die to redeem us back from what took place in that Garden of Eden I talked about earlier. And if, if you will just believe in your heart that Jesus did all of this on the cross, God loved you enough to allow it to happen. The Bible says when you repent, that means you stop doing your way, your life, your world. And, and you embrace following, picking up your cross from this moment on, following him. The Bible says that the Lord not only will save and redeem you, but he will use you to help him in this mission. And Father, if you come down here, we're going to pray with you right now because this is the best thing that will ever happen to you in this world. And... Anybody that might be listening at some points, anywhere, out of a heart of understanding this, Lord, I love you. And I didn't realize that how much you love me.
Every day of my life, Satan tells me that I'm not worth saving. But Jesus, I'm giving you my life right now. I want to be saved. I want to walk away. I don't, I don't want to be a religious person and go to hell. I want to live in righteousness, Lord. I want to live that way. I want my habits to reflect that. I want my thinking to reflect that. I want my attitude to reflect that. The Bible says God's faithful and just, and he's willing. I stand at the door and knock, Revelation 3.20. I stand at the door and knock, the Lord said. If you'll open, we will come in and we'll sup with you, meaning we will enjoy fellowship forever with you. And Father, I thank you today for the promise of this word right here. That you don't have to just watch us constantly be attacked and not give us some type of solution. But Lord, you've already exposed Satan and told us through the scriptures that he may form because his mission, after all, is to kill, to steal, and destroy. But no weapon even down to the tongue itself will prosper or will it prevail before we end our broadcast today I just want to ask you a simple question do you know Jesus Christ not do you go to church not do you have a cross in your home but do you know Jesus Christ as your personal savior meaning that you realize you were born into a world of sin and you are a sinner and you violated the law of God and you've stored up wrath and for that you feel bad and so bad that you've asked him to forgive you and you've changed your way of living to reflect following Christ if you haven't done that that's exactly what this entire broadcast is about it's not about a bunch of people or a bunch of money or attending our church, but it's asking you this question. Are you ready to meet the Lord face to face and give an account for your life? If you have not done that or you're not sure, we need to pray right now. And the prayer doesn't have to be a lengthy prayer or an intelligent prayer, but it has to be a prayer of faith from your heart. And you have to pray. You can pray in your own words, but you must realize during the course of your prayer that without the forgiveness of God Almighty, that there is no way you'll have peace with God now or for all eternity. So I want to pray for you. God, I pray for every person listening right now. Lord, that they would understand that it's not your will for any to perish, but for all to have everlasting life. And I'm asking you, oh God, to help my friends right now that may be praying to know that you are waiting. You stand at the door. You said in Revelation 3, you stand at the door and knock. You're waiting on us, Lord. And help them to know, Lord, when they call on you, that they can be saved and they will be saved when they pray from their heart and they make up their mind that they're going to follow you. Friend, if you prayed that prayer, and you meant it from your heart, you are now a child of the Most High God. Not only do you have an advocate, not only do you have a friend right now that sticks closer than a brother, but you've got the hope of heaven one day. And for that, I am so glad. If you prayed that prayer today, why don't you just take just a moment, if you don't mind, and uh, reach out to us 
at multitudeschurch.com forward slash saved, S-A-V-E-D. Or you can send us a text that just says saved to 910-400-1199. That's the word saved to 910-400-1199. Listen, we'd like to help you out on your journey. And there's no strings attached. We just want you to know we're trying to finish our course and fulfill the Great Commission, and you're part of that. So let us pray for you. And if you have any kind of prayer request, why don't you uh, share that with us? Uh, We will not reach back out to you and ask you for anything, uh, but you're welcome to email us and let us know what your prayer need is right now. And that's just a simple email uh, to prayer at multitudeschurch.com. Thank you again for being a part of our broadcast, and we look forward to seeing you in heaven one day for all eternity. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast today. If you would like more information about our church or to watch entire services, please visit us online at multitudeschurch.com. You can also find us on most social media platforms.